When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Larson. I'm Peter Turepko. And you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Right, here we are. Game to love are back. And uh, sorry for keeping everybody waiting for the next available podcast. But I'm now back in the UK and back in uh, my flat. And, uh, well, it's just nice to be home. But I've left the nice weather behind. And it's rain and drizzle. UK never fails to disappoint, does it? <laughs> it's literally been like that the whole time you've been gone, mate. And uh, I think we're going to have a lot more of it by the looks of it. Well, yeah, the weather report doesn't look so great. But luckily, all the tennis is indoors right now. <laughs> so it's not affecting any of the tennis. We're not having any of these French Open delays. And yeah, well, we should maybe get stuck in. I know that we did a podcast uh, last week last thursday and there we still hadn't had the final of uh st petersburg which was obviously andre rublev taking his fourth title of 2020 and uh did it in style really took out borna chorich in the final and... Mate, the guy I, ri- I wrote off completely <laughs> saying he's no yeah. good at tennis he doesn't stand a chance only goes and beats round it of all people he was my tip to win the t- win the tournament yeah. um and I think we need to give him a bit of credit. Like, he does pull off these results, this guy. He wasn't yeah. able to do it in the final, but I think that's credit yet again to Rublev. Like, this guy, a lot of people on the in the chat always rave about him, saying he's, like, the best of the rest. And uh, he does look the real deal in terms of, like, he's a bit of a winner, isn't he? Obviously, yeah. winning four titles already in 2020. Only Novak Djokovic has won as many this year. Um, yeah. I mean, so he's, he's kind of the man to beat, isn't he? Like, he's only young as well. He's going to get better. Do you think he was people done can a... say people can say his game's a bit one-dimensional. Do you think? Do you... What do you think about that? 
I think he's getting better all the time, to be honest. Uh, he's still obviously very young. Uh, I think he was done a favour a little bit from Medvedev going out early in that competition. And obviously, you know, Medvedev beat him straight sets. He's never won a set against Medvedev. So as soon yeah. as he went out, it was probably he was like licking his lips, just thinking this is now my opportunity. ATP 500 in his home country. Yeah, and did the job and just did it really, really, uh, well, I'd say easily, really. I think he didn't look like he really came up against anyone too tough that caused him too many problems. I, could, I think I Raonic think... was the man who could have, but he was just so disappointing. Like, obviously, yeah. I don't want to be too harsh. He got to the semi-finals, didn't he? And he played Borna, Borna Torric. Yeah. I just watched, I watched that match. Uh, obviously, I'd invested interest in it, knowing the <laughs> fact that he was the guy I tipped to win it. So I thought, I'll watch it. Let's see how he, how he gets on. Indeed. And the quality was just poor from both players. Like, obviously, maybe I'm a bit butthurt because Raonic lost. But for me, I just didn't think that neither player played particularly good tennis. There was a Felix uh, playing a good at the same time. And I was flicking between the two matches. And I thought the Felix match was a lot better standard than the Raonic one. Um, mm, and I don't uh, know. I don't know what he was doing. Like, we saw in Cincinnati, we couldn't miss anything, the guy. He yeah, just yeah. was in such good form, playing amazing tennis. He just wasn't firing at all. And uh, yeah, I wonder, hopefully he gets back to where he was because we know how good of a player he can be. It was uh, one of those players that, well, we had people in the comments obviously saying about Borna Chorich and really rating him and saying that they're one of his favourite players and stuff like that. He obviously took out Riley Opelka pretty early in the, well, in, in the tournament and... Yeah straight sets and I thought that was going to be problems for Raonic the fact that he took out such a big server in the last round and uh, yeah it proved to be he seemed to uh, handle Raonic pretty well he lost the first set obviously 6-1 I can bring up the uh, one second I'll bring it up so everyone can have a look yeah so you can just have a look through the rounds here as you can see obviously down here he took out Riley Opelka and then Lost the first set 6-1 against Raonic, but then, yeah, came back. He seems to be really good on the old comebacks these days, isn't he, Borna Chorich? Yeah. Uh, very strong. Uh, but even in that, uh, even in the final, looked pretty strong in the first set. But as soon as Rublev got his nose in front, I think it, Brighton was on the wall. I thought they only saw one winner after that. You mean Chorich? Yeah, well, as soon as Rublev got the first set oh, in the okay. final... Yeah, oh, right. I yeah, didn't yeah. see another it going any other way after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree completely. I think I don't know. You got to give credit to the guy. Borner is a lot better player than we think he is. I know you're kind of uh, on the same wavelength as me with him. Uh, he just definitely does divide opinion. You got to rate him a lot after, especially what he did against Sitter Pass as well. Mentally, sort of draining him of all of his uh, energy. Yeah. And then yeah, again, finalist here. But let's talk about the main man, Andre Rublev, and yeah. A lot of people saying this guy is the best of the rest. I would have to agree, in my opinion. Um, I know you've got maybe slightly different to me. Uh, but for me, like I think he is going to be the one who we see win a, win a Grand Slam soon. Uh, you look at the likes of Alex Zverev, Medvedev. Yep. Obviously, teams recently just won one. For me, I just think he's got something a bit different about his game. And... Um, it's not necessarily the way he plays. It's more like upstairs, like mentally. I think he's so strong. Yeah, and, definitely uh, is. That, that coupled with the fact that he is a bit of a warrior in terms of like we've seen recently 
him uh, down. I think he, against Sam Query was it? He was down two sets to love yes, and even yeah. a break. And we've seen that side of him as well, where he can able. He's not playing particularly good, but yep. he's able to dig in and bring great tennis when you need to. And we've seen that with the big three over the years. That is as big a skill as anything else. Oh. So for me, if he can can keep doing that, I would fancy him in a final against an Alex Zverev or a Dominic team. Yeah, I'd... if 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 that if that is to happen, they, where they get to a final, obviously. But I'm just comparing him to say like all the other top players on tour at the moment, and I can't yeah. see why not personally. Yeah, I think he's a really interesting prospect. Obviously, we saw him. Uh, it was up against uh, who was it? Yeah, Sam Query. Obviously, he came off the back of that Hamburg win. And then went straight into uh, Roland Garros and was up against it straight away. And you got to see his fighting spirit. And he got all the way through. And then, unfortunately, well, Sitapas got his revenge on him, didn't he? And uh, Sitapas, we both feel, is probably that little bit of a level above uh, Andre Rublev when it comes to Grand Slam tennis, though. That's why I think the difference is over five sets. I think maybe Sitapas has the edge for me. And I think if I had to pick between the two, I'd probably see Sitapas maybe going more towards a grandstand first before Rublev. But I don't think Rublev is going to be that far behind, give him another year or two. I think that they're probably going to be on a pretty level like playing field after a couple of years. The thing I think he's got in his favour over Stefanos is the fact that his focus is seems to be 100% on tennis. He's the type of guy, like we spoke to Donskoy, he eats, breathes, lives tennis. He loves it like so much. Like where even if he's not feeling well, he's got a slight injury, unless someone's ruling him out of playing, he will play. He loves the game of tennis so much. And I think that is really important to get to that next level. You look at all of the great tennis players over the years, you have to have an element of love for the game rather than just winning it. And uh, there's been a lot of players come out and say they don't particularly like playing tennis. They do it purely to make money. Like uh, yeah. we've had Bublik and a few other different players saying the same thing. Uh, so I think it's refreshing that he's someone who generally loves the sport. He put, he dedicates his whole life to the sport. And I think he's going to be rewarded for that. Like we've seen with Dominic Team, someone else who does a very similar mindset of dedicating his whole life to the sport. And we've yeah. seen recently he's been able to win a Grand Slam. So for me, it takes a lot more than just ability, and he's someone who's dedicated so much. And I think we are gonna you're gonna see the rewards of that. Yeah, you definitely do reap the rewards if you just give give it your all, like you say, eat, sleep, tennis, repeat. And he's one of those people who definitely does that. You got and a t-shirt, didn't you? One of them? Yeah, no, I think it's still at work, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought it home. But yeah, he uh, yeah, he's just one of those players that encompasses all of that. He just looks like he's the type of player who just wakes up in the morning and all he wants to do is play tennis. And we did like a poll on the on our channel just to see what people what their opinion was of uh, Andre Rublev and see where he thought he was going to be and how how close to winning a slam do you think he's going to be? And we had uh, about 110 people voted, and we had. Next year, maybe, and I think it was only 8% of people. Get the results up on screen. It'd be good to have a look. Let me see if I can uh, if just you can. drag it over one second. Yeah, while you're doing that, John's, John was saying uh, Chorich has, has stagnated and not improved. That's the difference. And you'd have to agree with him. Like He's just someone who's been around for a while, it seems. 
Has he really pushed it to that next level? Are, are we going to see him winning a Grand Slam, a Masters 1000, even a top ATP 500? Well, he come close, so potentially, but I don't, I don't see him winning them that top echelon of, of events. He's just not personally good enough. Oh, it's one of those uh, things, isn't it? It's just, uh, yeah, he's he had all of the hype behind him, and he's not really lived up to it, and that's the real problem. But Andre Rublev has the hype behind him, and we will wait and see because his best is yet to come. And mm. uh, yeah, like other people as we're seeing here in this uh, in the poll. To most people thinking there two years, uh, give it another couple of years, maybe 2022, maybe 2023. We're sort of coming to the end of 2020 at the moment. So, yeah, in and around that time, we could see Andre Rublev really come into life. And I think he'll be around the 25 mark around that time. Maybe. Yeah. What would you go for? Would you say, because uh, predominantly we've seen it, you need to be like over, I feel like over 25 is like the the nought. You, no one really wins a Grand Slam uh, before that, I don't think. It's not very the, rare. Not these days. No. You've, got the, you've got to get past those big three and you've got to have experience on your side. You mean, you've seen Dominic team, how hard it has been for him to uh, get that and it's sort of been gifted to him a little bit, but all the luck was on his side. You need a little bit of luck as well. It's just not just going to come to you through just hard work there has to be a little bit of luck as well on it all of these uh like big grand slam matches so i think rublev's got all the ability i think that's a it's fair i think maybe two years three years and then we could see andre rublev taking i would say probably us open i reckon that's the type of thing either that or i, I don't see him taking I think an australian i think he's going to take an australian and i'm going to ruin your poll together ben i know you took some time <laughs> doing it i reckon it's going to be four years there's no option for four. Oh no <laughs> yeah <I'd laughs> for some reason one. you skip four out but i reckon it's going to be a four years australian open andre rublev he's going to win it wow and there you go and we had well, quite astonishingly, 22% of people thinking he will never win a Grand Slam, which is, well, it, that is also a possibility as well because you don't know that the level of the, obviously, the players who are already above him in the pecking order, you don't know if they're going to go to another level as well. So it's interesting. You don't know if someone like Shapovalov is going to come to life because everybody's like on that hype train as well. Yeah. And he's one of the players who definitely want to watch in this type of uh in this type well, of event. obviously he played Andre Rublev in this uh in this event and it was a really close match. I was watching that match and I thought that Shapovalov after he took the first set he looked so good and uh credit to Rublev. Mate, it was a higher quality match that one but for me mm. one thing what Rublev needs to improve on if he's able to win uh these events is his net play. And John uh, agreed with me as well. He said the similar thing. Yeah. His net game is not quite good enough, in my opinion. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. He's very good at the net. He can improve a lot, I think, yeah. outside of his game. And if he sort of works on that, I think, mate, he could be formidable. Yeah. Imagine think... if you start seeing Rublev mixing it up with a few drop shots, more slices, not just all this heavy hitting forehands and backhands, and uh, sort of mixed up his game a little bit. Because he's con he's so consistent that fo that forehand is one of the most consistent on tour. It's pretty lethal yeah. as well. Um, but for me, I think he needs to just have a add a little bit more variety to his game. I know. And I think then he then he'll be there. And I that's why I think he will win a slam in the in the next few years.
Yeah, if he adds that to his uh, game, it's definitely going to bring him up another level. Uh, yeah, he predominantly just like, loves to stay at the at the baseline, doesn't he? And just keep on hitting the big rallies and trying to hit big winners. But you've seen with the top players, that, that can only get you so far. And uh, the very best players, they're such good all-rounders. And you've seen like someone like Roger Federer at the net. He's uh, like incredible. Yeah. So to get to that real top top level status, you really need to have all facets of the game covered. And uh, he will get found out otherwise. And there'll be other people that will bring him into the net just to expose him. And uh, yeah, it's just one of those. Like obviously, so if he comes up against someone like Djokovic, he's obviously going to be playing a lot of drop shots, and he's going to he's going to find himself at the net and probably with not the tools to be able to deal with the lobs or the passing shots. So, yeah. yeah. But, but moving on, I think a really good comparison to talk about actually is Felix. He's someone mm. for me, and this is not talking about what you were just saying about your analysis of him at the net. I'm just talking about someone who's been another young player who's reached a lot of finals. I yeah. don't know the exact number, but I think he's, I think in the last few, I, I don't forget the statistic. He's not basically won a set in a final yet. Mm, it's, it's and it's a bit hard on him because he's always playing these top players. I think he had he's played uh, Zverev recently. So let's go over to that, obviously, because Zverev is the other winner in Cologne. Yeah. And uh, he played Felix in the final. But Felix is another one who keeps getting to these finals, but he can't seem to get it over the line. And this time he's playing Zverev. He's probably the best one he's played in the final. Uh, I don't yeah. know, maybe he played Djokovic, I think, or I think he's played a Monfils as well. I don't have the full list to hand, to be fair, but he's played a lot of top players and he just seems to struggle to sort of get it over the line. And you can say, argue the fact that he's young, he's learning, but there's got to, there will come a point where that's not good enough and you oh. need to be able to beat who's in front of you because all the rounds before, at times he can blow most players away. When he gets to the final, he just can't seem to do it. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, we saw, obviously, in that semi-final, he uh, took out Batista Agut, like you mentioned earlier. And yeah. uh, that was really impressive. Obviously, Batista Agut, he was my pick for the uh, for the tournament. And uh, Felix, yeah, he, he does it all the way up until the final. Then he hits the final, and then it's just not his top top game. And he just no. there's an element of bottling. And like you say, not, not being able to win a set again. Uh, but it is Zverev and it is in Germany. So he's not. he's got all of the stuff against him. Maybe his first title will come in Canada. Maybe he needs some sort of home crowd behind him. Maybe he needs something just to help him get it over the line. Because uh, at the moment, he just keeps coming a cropper against everybody else. And he's got one of the most potential out of everybody on tour. So he's Mate, up there I'm with him. I'm trying to look now. I just want to look at the players he's played in the finals because I've seen here that after the loss, he was like, this one's really tough to accept, but I'll try again. He's very positive about the fact that he's not going to let it defeat him. He's going to keep coming back for more. Um, but it must be really hard to know that every time you get to a final, you're going to end up losing one. Um well, he probably doesn't hopefully think of it that way. <laughs> hopefully he thinks that he's, this time's the time. But it's playing in his mind, isn't it? Like he's going into all these finals thinking, oh, well, last time I got here, I lost again. I think, mate, it's a crazy number. It's like seven finals or something he's lost. 
Yeah, um, it's racking him up, and the longer it goes, the more difficult it becomes, and it starts. Be- it's like it's like something a- on your back, isn't it? It's on your back. You're going into the final. You're thinking, oh gosh, I can't seem. To- Everyone's going to be talking about the fact that I've lost another final, and um, hopefully, you can keep this positive mindset. What he does seem to have, he's so mature as well for his age, isn't he? Like he comes across yeah, yeah, really well sure. in interviews, and even the way he handles himself on court. Um, yeah. So I totally think I, hopefully. I think he should be having a win very soon. Surely he's good enough, isn't he? Oh, um, he's by far good enough, and uh, he just come, keeps meeting some players who are in amazing form. Obviously, Zverev. We've seen he got to the U.S. Open final. Didn't do as well at the French Open, but he did come up against Yannick Sinner, who is in incredible form. Uh, but yeah, on hard court, Zverev is up there with some of the best in the world. And especially playing at home in Germany, it's going to be tough to wrestle that uh, title off of him. And he's obviously playing again. They've got another tournament playing the week after in the same place. In oh, it's Cologne. Cologne too, isn't it? Yeah, Cologne part de or Zwei or whatever. It is. <laughs> yeah, the second part of uh, Cologne. So... Yeah, I think. Wait, isn't Zverev in that one as well? Yeah, yeah, he's in it. He's he's probably going to win that as well. I think he's (laughs) having had a bit of a bumpy ride today, though. He uh, came up against John Millman and uh, lost the second set, I believe. But yeah, came through against uh, the mailman. So, uh, well, there's something I want to talk about that actually, because for me, Zverev, what you need to do on his day, he can beat anyone. He's a really good player, but if he wants to go to that next step. And yep. win Grand Slams. Granted, I can say he's quite unlucky because he lost in a tie break not that long ago in the US Open in the final. But yeah. I think what he needs to do is um oh gosh, I've just it's just escaped my head, mate. <laughs> what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> what does he need to do? Come on. It's completely gone for uh, me what I was what I was gonna say. My worries. I just noticed that uh we've got a couple of the regulars joined us in the chat. We've got Mr. World Lamb is in there. Nice to see you, mate. And we've got her. She's saying watching from Iraq. Loves love you guys. we yeah, we love having you here How as well, doing, Hirsch. Uh, and yeah, no, John. what I was gonna say, mate, is this. Hmm? He can't let his level drop. That's what I wanted to say. So basically what he does, we've seen it so many times. He'll come out storming. I think he what? He he bageled him, didn't he? In the first set. Who's that? Zverev. He bageled who? You're talking about Milman? Yeah. I believe it was a bagel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he come out storming. He always does it. He's he's got a potential to beat, to blow people away. But then the next set, his intensity drops off too much. And they end up dropping sets. And if you do that against big players, it gives them more of a chance to get into the match. He needs to keep his concentration for a full match. He doesn't seem to be able to do that. I don't know what it is. It's always been his downfall. He can't concentrate a whole entirety of a match. And when he gets to five sets, that's even harder because there's more sets to be concentrating for. Yeah, uh, definitely. He's definitely got a lot of work to go on. Uh, to, well, a lot to work on in the mental side of the game, as has probably Sitapas as well. They both sort of struggle a little bit with that side of the game. Uh, Zverev, well, I can't say he didn't do well at the US Open. He managed to scrape his way through the semis and get himself to a final. If it wasn't, but, like you say, like you've just said, he scraped through it. He needs to be a little bit more impressive in the fact that he's able to maintain his level throughout an entirety of a match. When have you seen Zverev play consistent tennis a whole match? 
Well, this is why I'm always saying about... It doesn't happen, does it? He doesn't do it for a whole match. This is He'll why do it in I'm... spells of a match, but not the whole match. I'm always... I've got my reservations about Zverev just due to this and just... There just seems to be a bit of lackadaisical nature about the way he like performs. He he can one day he'll be like a world beater and he'll take out someone like a Rafa or a Roger or a Djokovic, but then the next day he's like losing sets to like Milman and like you don't know what which. Yeah, Zverev... I think anyone in mate, anyone inside the top hundred can beat Zverev. I'm sure he lost purely Murray, because of he? the fact, yeah, purely because of the fact. <laughs> That he can not concentrate for. He can have he can take a set off too often or a few games off where he's not quite there at the races and it gives the other player a lot more confidence to get into the match. When he's playing his top game, he is at times unbeatable. He is yeah. a proper legend, mate. He's a really good tennis player. Oh, and um right. if you look at just that level, you'd think, oh, he's gonna be winning a slam soon. For sure. Well, you you would think so, wouldn't you? If he continued winning tournament after maybe it's a confidence thing because like we saw when he came back he was just having trouble with his serve he was very vocal and just saying yeah i'm just not playing well and he was still digging out results though if he can just sort everything out mentally and sort everything out physically and go on a bit of a run similar to like the way medvedev went on one of his storming runs to on all those hardcore tournaments if he can do the same thing then he could be a real challenger maybe for the next hardcore we've obviously got the australian open coming up he yeah. might be able to actually he obviously got to the final of this one why can't he do it again he could really be a challenger he could be that player that won no, the that's 80- a u.s open u.s open i mean yeah, no, but I mean, he could get to the final of the Australian Open, the oh, okay. next one that's coming. Yeah, yeah. But he, uh, he obviously he can be that player again that won the ATP Tour Finals. That that's the person we want to see again. Uh, and he did that years like this. What is it now? Two years ago? Three? I can't. Yeah, two or three. Yeah, so that's what I mean. That's he should be better now. He should be even more of a world beat. He should be where Sitapas is now, or maybe even maybe he should be where Dominic Team is now. But Dominic Team, you seen is maybe it's off the court. Dominic Team is not out enjoying himself. Maybe Dominic Team is just tennis, 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 and Zverev isn't so much like that. And that's you sort of see the difference on the court. And people like Rublev, he's won four titles. There wasn't he, much difference though, mate, between them in the final. That's why I think that it's a small margin. He just needs to concentrate and keep his game a little, a little bit more consistent. He needs to keep his game more consistent throughout a match. That's the he main might. thing he needs do, to do. Do you think he it's has more clear. ability, though? He probably has a bigger serve than Dominic Team. He has a bigger he's got, weapon. He's definitely got a bigger serve. I don't know if he's got more weapons. I think Dominic yeah, Team hits the ball so well. He can get more free points, though, surely. And if you just brushed it, if he just tightened yeah. up the rest of his game, his service game should surely be like easy. Yeah. If he can just win all his service games... And then all he has to do is just focus on his return games. Mate, you make tennis sound so easy. I'm surprised you've not taken it up at a pro level yet. It's only a game, isn't it? It's easy. <laughs> get over the net. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just uh, stab it back, isn't it? Just well, get it back over. One thing you did touch on a second ago was obviously the O2 uh, London finals. Uh, like obviously yes. the main, the top eight players. And yeah. that is getting super interesting too. I'm pretty sure we're going to be having it soon. I'm not seeing anything about cancellations or anything. Yeah. And uh, that final spot, I think it's final one or final two spots, is super interesting. You've got, I think, Rublev and Schwartzman battling it out for one spot. 
which um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think Schwartzman's slightly in front of the in the race. Uh, but Rublev has a brilliant chance still. You'd fancy still Rublev to maybe take it, I think, the way that he's a bit more consistent, seems to be entering so many events. And um, there's no, not many more clay, clay court tournaments left, so <laughs> it's only going to no. favour, in my opinion, uh, Rublev. Yeah, well, it's very true. Andre Rublev, if he can grab a couple more titles this year, imagine if he could do that before. I'm not sure. I mean, well, he would never have thought he was going to be in in a in the chance to be getting in the top eight, but it looks like it could potentially happen. And we got what the, credit to him. Was it Paris Masters coming up? Uh, yeah. Could this be a potential another tournament that Rublev might fancy his chances in? But then obviously you get the big guns will start turning up for this one. So Your Djokovic has pulled out, isn't he? Yeah, but Rafa hasn't. So yeah, Rafa Rafa's going to be there, and that's <laughs> one where Rafa's not won before, I believe. So that makes it a lot more interesting. I think for Rafa Nadal to have the golden, uh, like the Masters, where he wins all of them, mm. he needs to win uh, Miami, I believe, and obviously this one, the Paris yeah. one. Doesn't have to go far. He's already just finished in Roland Garros. Just uh, stay put, and then you can uh, move on to the Paris Mars. Probably why he's doing it. He doesn't have to travel anywhere. Just be safe. All this lockdown. Yeah, but I don't think he stayed in France the whole time, surely. Nah, probably not. You never no. know. He's probably got private jets flying him wherever he wants. <laughs> but yeah, no, should no, we yeah. Just... It's a lot of tennis coming up, and it's super exciting. And talking about Rafael Nadal and Rublev, did you see what Rublev come out and said about him? What's that? It's a big quote, mate. It's all over the news. He was saying about how, uh, for him, Rafael Nadal is not just the greatest tennis player, he's one of the greatest athletes ever to play the game. Or ever in sport, I think the, the quote was. One of the greatest wow. athletes in sport. Well, I think it's one of those things I did actually, now you've, now you've said it. Uh... He's a big fan of Rafael Nadal. I didn't, I didn't really realise that, but well. he's got a lot of admiration for him. And uh, rightly so, obviously, what we've seen in Roland Garros, it was pretty incredible what Rafael Nadal did there. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, he's just he's come out and showed how much he loves him. It's one of those uh, things that I did actually pick up on. Now you mention it, you've re- like just jogged my memory. I did see a lot of people coming out and saying, because there's obviously all of this talk of the greatest player of all time, it always raises its uh, ugly head after every Grand Slam tournament. But obviously now that Nadal is on the 20 slams, he all of these questions about the fact that he was so injured for the majority of his career as well. And he's still on 20 grand slams and think how many bad knee injury he had brittle knees for so many years and was having to pull out of tournaments, had the wrist injury as well. He's, he's missed a lot of uh, tennis in his career. And do you just think how many grand slams would he have if he didn't have those injuries and the fact that he came back from the injuries to win more slams just even more credit to him. You, Mate, you think... can argue the, the tennis he's playing right now is some of the best he's yeah. ever played. Like watching him against Djokovic, that <laughs> level is just incredibly high. Like I don't think we even gave it enough. Uh... I don't think we expected it though. He, I didn't think there was another level he could go to. I thought he was already in the clouds somewhere, and he's already <laughs> just he's just flown another thousand feet above the clouds, and just literally he's up there in tennis heaven. Just. He was just hitting winners after winners and Djokovic, no answers whatsoever. It was crazy. But I, I can still see him doing it next year as well. I can still see it happening next year easily. 
mate, the way he looks really good for himself. Like he's kept his body well as well. And uh, yeah, no reason why he can't play for many, many years to come, I think. I still yeah. feel like he's got a few years left in him. Indeed. Uh, I want to touch on, obviously, it's the main tournament that's going on this week, which is the European Open, as it's called, which is uh, ATP Antwerp, which obviously Andy Murray famously last year had his comeback uh, and managed to win ATP Antwerp last year, which was credit to him, really. And uh, he managed to win against Stan Wawrinka, in the final, in the semi-final, he came through in an epic match against Ugo Humber, who Humber today, this was the match that I was watching earlier, and what a match it was. And I've got some stuff that I want to say about this match in general, because Carino Buster, I'm sorry, but I've, I've given him credit in the US Open, and I, there was a lot of people hating on him for the way he acts on court. But I was quite frankly disgusted with the way he was acting on court today. And Ugo Humber was somebody I tipped before this tournament to make the semi-finals, and I was sort of cheering him on. But to see Ugo Humber, I believe he was five three, five two up or five three up in the first set. I think it was five. No, I think it was four two, four two, forty fifteen up in the first set, and Carreño Busta was uh, losing, looking frustrated. All his forehands were just flying miles wide constantly, and he was just looked frustrated on the court. Umber hits a ball uh, like a winner, nearly a winner down the line. Buster runs over to it to try and return it, hits a terrible return sort of lob, just jabs it, and it sort of just loops up in the air to get smashed away. But just after he'd hit it, the line judge was sort of moving to his side and tripped on the board after he hit it. And it made like a little noise, like a like that on the board. Mm. He'd already hit his return and then that noise happened and then it got <laughs> smashed away. He made, he he stopped, made a big he deal stopped, of it. Yeah, he stopped the whole match for about five to eight, I think it was about eight minutes the whole match stopped for just because he was losing. And then he was standing at the net. He was arguing with the umpire and saying, I want the supervisor. I want the supervisor. And he's like, uh, this guy making noise behind me and uh, look, tripping over this thing. It's uh, put me off. And he was like, you already played the shot. This was not uh, something that affected your shot. He's like, this is, he's just deliberately. Mate, doing he comes it. across a bit of a petulant he child. I'll be honest. Deliberately disrupted the play. And you see what happened. The result. Humber won that game, but that was the last game he won in that set. And then, Carreño Buster came back and won the set 7-5. He won all the rest of the games. Now. It's like he reset. It's like he allowed Umber to cool down. And <laughs> It was quite funny, but when it was actually going on, apparently you're obviously not allowed to hit balls over the net whilst there's something going on, and Umber kept on practicing his serve during it. <laughs> he said, Ugo, no serving no <laughs> whilst whilst it's going on he said so if you're going to practice you have to use the uh the old balls you can't keep on ah, hitting okay. with the uh with the current balls they're playing with apparently all right so and he did it he said it to him once and then he did another serve and he had to say it to him again but Karenia buster's actions there i think he got his just desserts and umber's play in the next two sets he looked incredible and he was hitting some amazing winners right? thursday mate i brought him up who go humber 
He's like yeah. a hidden gem. People don't talk about a young player as well. Super exciting. And I think he's got the whole game. Like he's, oh, he does. his game has progressed so much in a short space of maybe like a year. Like all before COVID, like the latter part of 2019, he was a good player. I just feel like this year, like he's just come back a lot better. Yeah, he looks that- really formidable right now. And the way he's progressing at such a fast rate, Mate, if he keeps going at this rate, he'll be a top 20 player soon. Yeah, I mean, I t- this is why I tipped him to make the semi-finals for this one. I just thought he's Mate, got I wouldn't all- be surprised if he won it. He's got all of the tools. I'm going to make a big statement. I think I would not be too surprised if he went all the way and won it. <laughs> it's going to be a tall order because considering the field that we've got here in this tournament, but... You've Mate, seen- I think he can mix it with the best. He's that he he's good enough. And this this isn't like another player. Another player, I think, that's going to make the... This might be a little bit controversial, but Alex de Menor, who's playing right this second. He's another player that I tip for the semi-finals as well. Dimitrov is another person I think he'll make the semi-finals as well. But they, they've yeah, got Dimitrov could go all the way, to be fair. He's, yeah, he's, got Ra- he's, one of, he's my pick to win the tournament. Who I he's had got Raonic next, I believe. Yeah, I think he'll beat Raonic. The way I saw Raonic play yeah. against the... Uh, Torich, he just looked like a bit of a mate, a shadow of himself. Or like he wasn't playing his best tennis right now. Uh, granted, he got through Bedeni today, but looking at the score, it looked quite tight. Um, mm. So for me, I'm, I still think Dimitrov will beat him. Yeah, uh, give a shout out to the countryman Dan Evans. He goes through today against uh, Francis TFO. I thought that might be a bit closer than it actually was, given TFO's recent good form. Yeah. But Dan Evans dispatched him when he. When he turns it on on the hard court, he can really make another one who's got a good chance. It'd be good to see him go all the way and win it. Obviously, oh, we had sure. a British guy win it last year, and Andy Murray. Yeah, can this be the home of the Brits, Antwerp? <laughs> Maybe. Well, I think uh, in the next round, I believe Ugo Homber is going to be facing Taylor Fritz, and I think this is a really interesting matchup of two good well. Youngsters, I think Umber's. Well, 20... Fritz will be the favourite, won't they? Fritz will be the clear favourite. I um, believe so. Yeah, but, but I don't know. Fritz... I think I think Humbert can turn him over. He's been playing that well. Yeah, Fritz is one that's a very. Him obviously got to the final in Acapulco, and he's one that sort of slips through the net, and people don't really talk about yeah. him too much. Which you at your own peril. Look what he did to Riley Opelkaza, and that was for me a real fifty-fifty. The Battle of the Americans. I bet the good Wolf... friends as well. They're obviously I bet the really Wolf... good friends. Wolf was probably sat on the sidelines thinking, I can't cheer for either guy. I'm the physio for both today. So uh, he was probably sat there, one of those matches. But Fritz, you've seen that second set. He absolutely demolished him. And I believe it was five love at one point in that uh, final set. And yeah, when Opelka's not getting his first serves in, you see what happens to the game. And uh, Fritz, yeah, he, he can really... Uh, turn over people probably trains with Opelka quite a lot as well so probably helps probably knows his game pretty well knows the weaknesses uh, it's going to be an interesting match Umber and Fritz I can see that probably going to three as well if I'm honest yeah uh, but I've tipped Umber for the for the semis at the beginning of the tournament who's your tip to win it then Wow. Well, we haven't even mentioned David Goffan yet, and I believe that's who uh, Alex de Manure is going to have to play next. If I'm, if... yeah, I think you've got a buyer, so he's he's the number one seed. I think Goffin. I'm don't don't. I think Goffin's still got to play uh, Marcus Giron first. But if he beats Giron, then he'll be playing Alex de Manure next. So right. that's the, that's the 
match everyone wants to see. And obviously, Alex de Menor, if you saw his match yesterday against Richard Gasquet, I mean, what an incredible match that was. I mean, Mate, before you talk about the match, did you know they played the night before? Yeah, what was what was going on with this? An exhibition? They played a, a UTS exhibition style match where it's like one of them weird ones where it's not like the normal scoring. Like whatever it is, first to 14, 15, whoever it is, strange. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not first to anything, is it? It's in the time you've got a few minutes, whatever, and whoever wins the most points. Um, but yeah, they was doing that the night before and then they played the next day. I've never seen someone like that in my life. Yeah, An very exhibition bizarre. match before they play. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't quite understand why they would be doing that. But uh, I guess each to their own, isn't it? If that's the way that you want to warm up for your uh, matches, then uh, yeah. so be it. But, yeah, also, uh, we've got Jackie here. How are we doing? Uh, if you want to listen about the Rublev stuff, we're not going to talk about him again. So just wind back to the beginning of the video. We've done a, quite a bit on Rublev so far. Yeah, I think we've exhausted Andre Rublev. Lamb saying yeah. he wants to see the wolf back on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe we can uh, convince him to come back on again. Yeah, I just wanted to speak about this match, though, because this was quite an incredible match. Uh, possibly the tie of, well, the, the first round or the round of 32. And Richard Gasquet, you saw him at his, his amazing best in this match. That first set, he was blasting that backhand and... Alex de Menor, I, th- I think that you could possibly call it a perfect set from Richard Gasquet uh, because yeah. he didn't put a foot wrong that whole first set. And uh, he's nearly unplayable when he's playing in that sort of style of tennis. But then you saw Alex de Menor. He came back in that second set. It was a breakdown in the second set. And I've not seen somebody for some time run like around the court like this guy. And he was going every inch of the court and that was what won him this match he he was getting pushed to the corner then there, hard, was a, didn't he? then there was a drop shot he was sprinting to the net and some of them you're like i don't even think he's gonna get there then he gets to the net hits a winner you know like, and i don't know i was just shocked so i just couldn't didn't think people could move this fast around the court but mate he's called the demon for a reason he gets around is- that's why I think he's going to make it to the semi-final. He possibly has a chance of winning this tournament as well, I think, Alex de Menor, because in that type of form and that type of fighting spirit, you're going to need it because if you're going to come up against David Goffin in his hometown, that's going to be a, well, really it's not, tough. It's a, it's a David Goffin, mate. He's not been pulling together many sets, though. No, exactly. This Best guy is in, a, in the worst form I've ever seen him in. But still, he's still the number one seed. He's still in his hometown. You fancy him to do pretty well, regardless, I think. I think form goes out the window when he's playing in Antwerp. Yeah, I think so. But let's see how he plays against uh, Marcus Giron first. And then we can, uh, yeah, we can sort of gauge how we think the next match is going to go. But Alex de Menor took a, well, there's nothing he could have done in that first set. It was just ga- the Gasquet show. And when he finally got into that second set, Oh, it was just incredible, and when you see people like that, like getting around the court, it just it just is. You just think, what athletes are these people on the court? He was one of the probably the best people at sliding on hard court as well, Alex de Menor. He's really perfected it so well. He was using that to his advantage so much in that second set, and yeah, probably won him the match. 
that movement and ability and that killer instinct when he gets to the ball. He knows what he's going to do with it as soon as he gets there and he hits the winners. So, yeah, amazing and well done to him. And can't wait to see a match if he gets to play David Goffin. So, yeah, we've got uh, Jaggers back in the comments there. I'm seeing the biggest <laughs> variant fan going, going to win Cologne 2. Has a very, very... Mate, Jagger, what I want to ask you is, with Zverev, why can't he keep his focus for a whole match? Why is he? Why do we only see it in spells? He's so good, but he just can't play consistently for a whole match, it seems. Yeah, come on. But yeah, anyway, Ben, have we done all of that? Or should we do... Have we not done... We've not done the last Cologne, have we not? Uh, yeah, we, I mean, we didn't touch on all of the uh, results, but we were sort of looking through, obviously, Zverev versus Milman. We can have a look at some of the other results from Cologne as well. We've sort of jumped around a little bit on this one, yeah. just based upon who we were talking about. But yeah, 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 we'll wrap it up there. But I'm just before we do that, I'm going to give my Antwerp one. I'm sticking to stick with Dimitrov for me. I think Ugo Omba has got a good chance. I know there's some really good players in this tournament, but for me, I just think, uh, I don't know, I think Dimitrov's going to do it. It's a very good, yeah, it's a very good bet, to be honest. I think uh, Dimitrov is pretty solid and if he brings his top game it's going to be hard to beat him for me oh, it's really tough to pick uh, I haven't seen David Goffin play yet but I could see maybe Alex de Menor taking this I might go for Alex de Menor for the tournament just Fair based enough. upon that 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 uh, gas game match and the way he's playing at the moment he's obviously up uh, a break in the second set against Feliciano Lopez right now thought that could be a potential banana skin for him because Lopez did pretty well in his first round match won that in straight sets against uh, Tommy Paul I believe and yeah well we move over to Cologne who's your pick for this one <laughs> we see Mate, I'm gonna go with whatever I know I've been saying about um uh, Zverev, I think he's going to win it though. The reason I say it is because he's just technically a lot better than everyone else. And granted, Jagger can say he saves his best for the better players and that's why he, he lapses concentrations in some parts of the match. That's not really good enough for me. Like You can't afford to do that because we've seen him lose against players he should be mm. beating comfortably mm. just because he's had a lapse of concentration. Yeah. yeah. Um, saying all of that though, I still think he's going to win this tournament again. I think he's just a lot better than everyone else in it. And for me, he can even have these lapses of concentration and still win the tournament. He definitely can. But we do know who else is in this tournament as well. There's a couple of uh, people that probably will think, I've got a word to say about that. They've got their matches coming up tomorrow. Well, Fakina there is someone who stands out to me. I'm a big Fakina fan. I love him. And he's really been playing well in 2020 so far, beating Johnson as well. That's a really impressive win. It'd be interesting to see where his draw is because I'd love Fakina to go far. Well, I can bring up the draw after we've just uh, spoken about this. Obviously, Steve Johnson took out Maran Cilic in the first round, which was an amazing result. Big Steve, after coming off that what was a ridiculous loss in the uh, French Open? Six one six one six love to Kabayas Bainer. And he's uh, not a yeah. clay quarter man. Steve nah, Johnson, really. he's not a clay quarter. No, but he did well. Oh, and I forgot to speak about how did I forget? If we can just go back one uh, one second, I don't want to leave this podcast without speaking about giving a 
special mention to uh, somebody because we were speaking about Antwerp, weren't we? Yeah. So I'm going to go back briefly to Antwerp, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, sorry. I will just uh, unshare this uh, screen and then I'm going to bring up... <laughs> I'm excited. I don't know, I don't know I... what you found. Um, mate, well, it's one, that good, we have... it's one that we have to speak about. And uh, one which I was actually watching last night, as it goes. And we had number 528 in the world playing against number 45 in the world. And it was this uh, kid who is Belgian, Zizou Bergs, who was playing against Albert Ramos. And I'm sorry, but Albert Ramos, what are you doing? Obviously, he's more of a clay court player, but I was watching the match and there was only real one real deserved winner in this. Berg's had the uh, the fans there all cheering him on and he's had family, friends there. They're all super pumped for it. But Ramos, I don't know what he was up to. He, th- This is a match he could have really easily won. He had He had lost the first set, fair enough. It was a good play from Bergs, but he had Bergs exactly where he wanted him. In the second set, he has two set points. He was 5-3 up, and then two set points and just wasted them. And I don't know what was going on, but as soon as he wasted them, it all just went completely downhill. And as you can see... He lost seven five <laughs> in that second set, and saved two break uh, match points as well before that. Well, yeah, he saved two match points, and you're thinking, can he really do anything? But he wasn't hitting any winners really at all. It was just just getting it back, and Berg was the one that was going for it the whole time. He was obviously this young kid. He's about twenty one, I believe. He was just driven on by the family and friends there, and yeah. Great stuff for him. I mean, oh, it's his first ATP win on the on what? the main tra- on the main draw, so it's impressive for him. Fair play. But one thing about Ramos Vinolas is, is he gifts people these. I think. Oh, I obviously, think so. Carlos Alcaraz. Alcaraz, yeah, his first win on the ATP main yeah. draw was against Ramos as well. I know he's getting a bit of a reputation for gifting people a career. These youngsters. He yeah. loves it. He loves an up-and-coming youngster play, isn't he? He'll, he'll hand him a win every time. <laughs> what's, what's he up to? I just think... Hey, I think he's a nice guy. That's all he is. He's just handing people a win. And what do you think Berg's chances in the next round? He's playing Karen Hatchinov in the next round. Nah, he's not good. He's just, I, don't I don't think he's got a chance. I'll have to watch him, to be fair. I've not watched much of him. Um I have seen him before, actually. I don't know how I have, but I've I I watch a lot of the probably from the ITFs or something. Um, but for me, like, yeah, I don't have to give him a chance against Hatchinoff. We know he's an elite player. I didn't give him much chance against Ramos Vinolas, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. so the fact that he gifted Alcaraz one, I thought maybe he could have a uh, could have that in him as well. Yeah, we were sort of... Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> you just don't know which Ramos is going to turn up. Obviously, Alcaraz's win was probably a little bit more uh, style points. It's on clay as well, don't forget, and that's Ramos's no, surface. Not at the time, mate. At the time, it wasn't. 
Well, Ramos has always been a clay court. He's Spanish, isn't he? No, no, what I'm saying is at the time, it wasn't like, wait, was you saying that Alcaraz, you'd kind of expect him to be able to beat him? You would do now, but No, I thought it was more impressive. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He beat him on, yeah, yeah, for sure, like, because he beat him on his own surface. Because I think when it happened, he was like, with the bookies, he was like at fours or something, mate. He wasn't (laughs) like, uh, he was a proper outsider. But yeah, sorry to go off topic. I know we're talking about uh, Cologne and Germany, but it just shot into my mind that I was so like shocked by his performance and throwing away set points against this youngster that I just, uh, yeah, it just came to my mind again. I, that was one of the things I was just had to speak about Ramos there. Mate, to but, be fair, we spoke about Cologne though anyway. I've given my pick. I'm going for Sverev. Do you have your well, pick? That's why I wanted to just bring up this because we know we got these matches tomorrow and it might make sway your decision elsewhere because we do nah. have Yannick Sinners up against Herbert tomorrow. And this is another player. He obviously just beats Zverev. I might have been on clay, but he's the well, the future, really. The Italian stallion, the ginger Italian you never know what to, what to expect other than great things, I think, from uh, Yannick Sinner. And then Denis Shapovalov and Diego Schwartzman. So you've got some real top players in this one. I'm thinking oh, I'm thinking Shapovalov is going to probably make the semifinals in this one. Not sure if he's going to go all the way to the final or not. Mate, I must admit, I didn't realise the field was that stacked. Yeah, it's stacked, I mate. think you knew that as well by my reaction. To yeah. Sverev, <laughs> like, he's a bit of a beast. But I'm going to stick with my gut. I'm going to say Sverev still. Would you like me to bring up... The reason draw? I say that is I think Jules Simon's going to beat Shapovalov, mate. Jules Simon's going to pull off one of his wonders. He, well, you never know, do you? You just never know with Jules Simon. I mean, let me bring up the draw and then you can really have an actual look at who you think is going to do what because I think it's only fair to see the whole playing field before making your decision. So, obviously, we have at the moment going on, we've got Felix Jurisimov, which is going on down the bottom here. And this is the bottom of the draw at the moment. Then he's going to be... That's not the complete bottom. We've got uh, Davidovich Fakina. He could be, I think we're going to safely say it's going to be Diego Schwartzman going through to face him. And he could be potentially coming up against, and you would think Felix in this one, but still going. Jorosimov looks like he's playing really well right now. It's pretty level at the moment, I believe, in that that, uh, third set. I think Felix is up a break, but there's two break points for Jurisimov at the moment. So this could go either way. Uh, I'm expecting Schwartzman to probably come through here and probably make the semi-finals. Who's he going to mm. be playing, though? I, I Sinner. Think, yeah, but I don't think he's in the same... Is he in the same side? Sinner's just there on the left. You just went past him. Did I? Did I really? Hmm. I think he's up, mate. No, I think that's... Yeah, he's up. Yeah, it's in is the it? top half. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the Sorry. top half, mate. Yeah. So he's in the half with Zverev. So he could have to have a Sinner Zverev semi final potentially. I think but... he'll beat him this time, though. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I think Zverev's Shap- going to still go off and win it, mate. Shapovalov's going out to Jules Simon. I'm calling that now. <laughs> Jules Simon's going to pull off a that? wonder class. I just know no. it's going to happen. I can just see it happening, mate. Chapo Sinner, I think we're hoping for in the quarters. And then... Mate, Jules Simon, be... I'm telling you, he's going to be there. Come on, I don't mate. give Chapo a chance. Jules Simon's going to do it. 
Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, and then Chapeau Sinner I'm going to go with. And then for out of that one, it's anyone's pick. Probably Chapeau, I'd say, though. And then you could have Chapeau Zverev and Schwartzman versus could be either Felix or Jerisimov. I'd say he, they'd be the strongest ones out of those four there. So you probably could see Schwartzman in the final there. Hmm. So yeah, looking at the draw, I think Schwartzman's got a really good draw. Yeah, he's got a good draw uh, there. Yeah, and the way he's been playing, you'd fancy him, I guess. But I'm going to stick with my gut and I'm going to go with Sverev. I think he'll be in the final. So, uh, yeah, whether Schwartzman beats him in the final or not is another question. But for me, yeah. I'm going to stick with my gut, stick with Jagger as well and go with uh, Alex Sverev to win it. Who are you yeah. going for, Schwartzman? I'm going to go with Shapovalov, mate. <laughs> Mate, yeah, he's you coming know. out. I'm telling you, Dusimov's yeah, going to knock him out. He definitely is now. He definitely is if I picked him. Yeah, Dusimov, well go... I'll tell you the score as well. He's going to win the first set 6-love, or 6-1, sorry. He's going to win <laughs> the first set 6-1, and in the second set, he's going to get it done. It's going to be 7-5. Wow. And, fi- and, and Shapovalov's going to be serving for the second set. Wow. It's a pretty big prediction. So, well, we'll wait and see. Maybe you should put uh, your money where your mouth is. We'll see a uh, JG and be rich after tomorrow. Yeah, you just watch it. It's going to be a 6 3 6 3 Shapovalov. Well, maybe more. What's uh, Grigor's saying here? So, what's our opinion on uh, the Vienna next week? Looks pretty competitive for ATP 500. Uh, have you got the. I can get it up for you while you talk if you want to. Um, but yeah, I did sure. look at it personally, and for me, it was pretty uh, stacked. Yeah, I was really surprised how many top players are going to be in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll get it up now so I can go reference them all. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I've seen uh, Jackie there in the comments saying, I agree with JG. Jules Simon's patience will outdo. It's happening, Ben. It's happening. I hate to say it. I can't stand seeing Jules Simon keep doing, overturning these uh, top players on tour. Obviously, he's a great player as well, but he just brings out these shock wins sometimes and you just don't know where it comes from. He's got this ability to just suddenly turn on this the form of old and uh, take out these. Well, he bageled Medvedev, <laughs> didn't he, in that match? Well, obviously just... Vienna. You've got the big one, Novak Djokovic. He received Ooh. a wild card. That's a bit weird. What's going on here? <laughs> Wait, are you sure you're reading the right thing? <laughs> this has got to be a wind up. But anyway, he's there. You've got Dominic Team, Medvedev, Sitapas, Berrettini, Monfils. Nishikori, Shafavalov, Rublev, Goffan, Schwartzman. Oh, God. Wawrenka, Basta, Garin, Dimitrov, Raonic, Felix, Isma, Lazovic, Rude, Toric. So, yeah, it's pretty... Uh, and Jill Simon. Pretty crazy. <laughs> Is he in there as no well? No Jill Simon, I don't know. <laughs> he's saving himself, mate, because he's going to be winning uh, Cologne. Yeah, mate, he might get a wild card in if he wins that. But no, yeah, that's going to be a really good one. Hopefully, we do quite a few watch-alongs for the Vienna. Um, yeah. I think we'll get uh, some good semi-finals or finals. We're also going to be trying to bring a live watch-along for the final of uh, Antwerp. So stay tuned for that. That'll be fun. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. We've been talking for almost an hour. Anything left to say, Ben? No. Just uh, if you haven't already, like the video. really helps us out. And uh, subscribe if you haven't already. 
and follow us on all of the other platforms spotify apple podcasts and uh castbox so yeah yeah see you soon guys Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.